Yo, yo, mic check, one, two, Sparky Coach, Potty, Crowy here, minus Cam. I can only assume he's tucking into some vanilla slice somewhere. Where is he? Follow the bakery trail. Uh, we've specifically geotagged his car, so we know. I reckon he's at the bakery. I reckon I know what one. And uh, shout out to Cubby, making the finest cookies the Northern Rivers has to offer. The uh, caramel one to die for, but I've got a bit of a um, journey to take you guys on today. And wherever you're listening, in the car, in your high ace, in your eye load, it's all irrelevant. It's all the same thing. We are all one. We are all sparkies. We are all aircon mechanics, or we are all, you know, to a lesser extent, we'll accept the solar people because you know we care about the environment. Of course, we do. But uh, yeah, got sort of. Um, to share with you guys sort of lessons I've learned in business along the way. So a bit about my story, I started my electrical business in 2007. So what I had, I went to school, obviously finished my uh, HSE at the time, which I don't know what it's called now, I'm assuming it's a similar thing. Um, went pretty like, went okay, but was one of those people that probably wasn't fulfilling any potential uh just maybe didn't care maybe i was surfing too much maybe a bit of column a bit of a column b kind of thing and then um had a year off had a gap year where i was like working as a uh my dad was an accountant so you know it was funny reflecting back on that time because it was kind of one of those times when you know if you if you're dumb you get a trade and if you're smart you go to uni that's just the era i'm 39 almost 40 gee that feels weird to say a little bit but an 84 baby and two older brothers so i was almost in that sort of you know generation above you might say grew up on the super nintendo that kind of vibes and um yeah anyway so it was like do i what do i do i was felt like i was pretty switched on with with numbers and i could definitely um at that point in time my people skills were probably left a little bit to be desired as as a any maybe 18 year old and um yeah so i had a gap year where i was working at cju insurance doing like data entry and that was um that was not for me like starting at 8 30 and working till five in the city and so getting on the train at seven and getting home at 6 37 i was like this sucks there's no daylight outside of these hours and uh so kind of quit that then I went into the classic, let's surf in a day and deliver pizzas, right? Um, so I was like full Domino's Lord. It's so funny to look back on, you know, we, we preach pretty hard at Sparky Coach about setting a good company culture and about being a leader that someone wants to follow and about being diligent, having hard conversations with your staff member. So I was this like disheveled sort of 18 year old kid at the pizza shop just wanted to earn some money getting some good tips and working at night time so i could sort of surf in the day i was mad bodyboarder so frothed on the berg uh specifically the reef breaks around Cronulla and the south coast those who know know and you'll know exactly sort of what i'm talking about there but um so i was like frothing on the berg and and anyway so i remember this guy like pinning me in this conversation like the most awkward time going like you know crowley we're seeing you part of the future part of the furniture i'm like working three days a week as a pizza delivery guy and this guy's like pitching the vision of dominoes to me telling me about like the future and the hierarchy and this and that and it was so funny to look back on because i was like smiling and nodding but i was like really um 
yeah, really just like not interested in anything that guy had to say. So whenever you're talking to an 18-year-old kid, please remember what you were like as an 18-year-old kid. So often you're projecting your sort of 30-year-old self or 35-year-old self or 40-year-old self on this 18-year-old. Like, they just don't get it. So, okay, well, I'm pretty positive that a lot of people don't get it at 18. Can we lead them in a way that they understand it? Of course, that's the goal. So anyway, I was working there and then um, I was a bit of a rogue character, like a I kind of don't love talking about myself at 18 because it's like, I felt like I was lost. And I ended up like, to be completely honest, losing my license during driving. And that was um, a big moment for me. Like I remember walking in to tell my dad if you've like, it was just such an awful thing. And to be completely honest, I was probably pretty lucky at that stage. We were, there's a, we were a bit rogue and um, doing some rogue things. And I was like, I just remember going in to tell my dad and I like cried and, and dad was like, what have you done? And I'm like, I don't know. And, and then we, you know, it was such an awful experience, but in some ways, like, you know, in some ways that was, um, that kicked me into gear and I was like, I need to, I need to get my life together. Like I don't like the direction of my life's going. I don't actually even really like who I'm becoming and I'm going to sort of get back on Set, like set the, get back on the track so to speak and uh you know kind of whether that's off the rails or not or whatever but i'm like i'm getting my life back and a bunch of my mates were getting into the apprenticeship world so landscaping at the time and a couple more doing some sparky courses and i was always really good mates with the people in the year below me so because i was a bit younger for my year and they were my surfing buddies and anyway um i i knew they were getting trades I'm like if i, if I get a trade i will finish it because they're in it so i was kind of like let's get back on track together, let's do it together. So I started my aircon apprenticeship. Uh, I applied for an electrical job, but it was an aircon company. Shout out to RJ Air in the, uh, in the south of Sydney and um, still great mates with, with pretty much everyone there. And there was such an incredible, like looking back, it was such an incredible company to be a part of. Like I learned from uh, Ian who was top notch, fantastic. And shout out to Dennis if you ever listened to this. Love those guys, taught me pretty much uh, everything I know. And still to this day, as someone like this is 20 years down the track, still to this day, someone I could call, whether it was the boss, Dave, or Ronnie's dad, or Ian or Dennis, people I could call and be like, how are you? And then we just have a chat for an hour. So top guys. And, and looking back, um, yeah, applied for electrical trade because I felt like that was a smarter uh, thing to do and sat there in this interview getting asked these questions and you know classic 18 year old kid getting asked questions I'm like I'll just do it for the company you know anything you need I'll do it I'll sweep floors I'll do this I'll climb like and I had had like there's kids that have sort of farm experience driving tractors and their dad's working on cars and they've got like they know how to use a spanner. I literally didn't know what a pair of pliers looked like. <laughs> like I was, I was like, kind of like, I had no idea what was happening and no trade sense, no sight sense, no skill set. I was like, uh, let's just throw it in there. But I knew deep down that I could learn anything and I knew I was capable and I was like, this is what I'm going to do. So set my kind of watch to that and I was like, let's go. So jumped into, uh, jumped into the apprenticeship full on, head on, head first and um, was a bit of a novice to, to to start with of course as a first year but picked it up and i remember it about like four months in i'd seen um and we were doing high-end uh resi aircon at the time so when i say high-end i'm not talking about when people say high-end and that don't really mean high-end i'm talking like vorkluz point piper mossman or like mosman if you want to be uh <laughs> you want to be that way inclined um just like tamarama on the water 
pretty much the sickest homes when VRV was becoming a thing, like individual room control, bulkhead units, reverse angle bar grills, just some real high-end stuff in around some high-end homes, in around some great people. And it was just the most incredible apprenticeship where like um, it was excellence first and it was, you know, you go and get that, that last groove from the car, like near enough's not good enough. Do you reckon that's okay? Like I remember my boss pulling us all in, Dave, one day and he's like, um, just looked like, did, you looked, just looked unhappy and he's like, guys, is this okay? Like I was up there on a roof and talking to um, the client and then the client looked down and saw some cable clippings like on the ground, you know, some red, white, right, blue, white, blue, like bit of, bit of cable off carts and stuff. And he's like, the client went and got on his knees. This is like a full on, I don't know, feel like Dr. Evil, like he was worth $1 million. Like he was a high profile client getting down on his knees, picking up the cable clippings. And Dave was like, do you reckon that's okay? Like that sucks, right? It's embarrassing. And everyone's like, yeah, that, that sucks. So it was like a really good um, indicator of, yeah, you can do the sickest job and of, of like, you know, the aircon works or the sparky stuff works or all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, the client walks up and if the site's not clean, and, and like, that's all they see end of the day they're, they're everyone on earth is expecting the light to turn on the aircon system to work, all this kind of stuff. What they're not expecting is the customer service, the, um, the phone to be answered, the, you to be always polite, the invoice to always, the carpet to match the drapes, the invoice to match what you said, like the, the site to be cleaned up, you just be speaking well to the apprentices. They like, give them the excellent experience. And I feel like I got a foundational experience at RJ. So anyway, I, um, I like like any good third year apprentice and go with me on this journey. I just thought I was like God's gift to the aircon world. <laughs> I'm like, I remember seeing one day doing this install, this um, double splitty install, um, like the multi-head unit. And I remember smashing it out with like a couple of crew and I was sort of leading a team at, um, leading a team at that, um, you know, two and a half or three years in, got a van. And I was sort of leading a crew and thought I was absolutely killing it. I remember we finished this job in a day and the client gave me a check for um, $7,200. And I'm like, oh man, Dave's earning $7,200 and all I'm getting paid is this like, I don't know what it was. I think I, I think I was on um, six or $7 an hour as a first year. Shout out to my mate, Brad Solo, who was on $4.90 as a first year apprentice. <laughs> back in 2002 yeah braddy love you mate and then um anyway so i remember um like getting and and this is just interesting to reflect i was looking back at it going you know classic case of oh my boss is making all this money off me and um and what do i like what do i what am i doing here i'm gonna start my own business and i'm gonna be driving a boat in no time like kind of stuff and uh and i remember like i had no idea of he had two office staff he was paid in the office full-time as a cost of operations to factor in there was a warehouse there was like reputation being built over the last 35 years there was vans to pay for staff leave like there's so much going on in the business and as a young kind of whippersnapper i had no idea and i was like i'm gonna do it myself so you know push was coming to shove and i was finishing my apprenticeship and um and i was like went to dave's house and i was like i think i'm gonna gonna leave like and i actually did a year at bible college at the time i was pretty sort of involved in like the church sense so i was like i'm gonna take a year off at bible college and and looking back like 
the people skills you learn and the leadership skills and the that kind of stuff in that environment is just like i don't know second to none like you you're gonna push real hard to do courses that'll teach you some of that stuff and looking back i'm so thankful for that journey in my life because like it taught me people it taught me leadership it taught me grace it taught me care and it taught me like um yeah task second people first which is like fire i mean We'll get to one of the points coming up that the you know, staff are people too. They need to be treated well. So you almost go as far as your ability to deal with people. So really important to get those people skills down pat. Anyway, so um, so I went to Bible college for a year and then I was like, I'm going to start my own business. Just a proper, um, <laughs> just off the cuff, rando thought and, and went to... Um, just did it like and i think that's part of uh the appetite of risk so to run a business you have to have some kind of appetite for risk and you've almost got to um i was going to say have your head in the sand to some extent but you've also i was down for some hard work i was down for some like some some nitty-gritty kind of stuff and i was ready and willing to, to put in what it needed to be and i remember like i went through the aircon course but I, I finished sorry i went through the aircon apprenticeship but i I uh, did the electrical course at TAFE, right? So, um, and shout out to Matty Davis and Cookie for helping me through. And Matt Duker, the uh, the prince of, I think you're back in Oz now, but you were in England for a while. Shout out to you guys. Um, you were basically like, those guys carried me through the prac. I had no idea what was happening because I was only solely aircon focused install. And then they were helping me through the prac at TAFE. And I remember like, so I basically had a little bit of an idea, but not much idea. And then as I kind of came back out of Bible college, I was like, start my own business. A few of my mates started their building companies at the same time. And they were like, oh, Curry, come over, you're an electrician. And I was like, yes, sweet. <laughs> I was like, say yes, figure out later. Like I had some idea, but but not much. And I just fortunate enough to fall into the right people at the right time. And um, yeah, so that's a lot of how I got started. It was a little bit of a whim. And I think if, if everyone's like, I want to encourage you, like, ask yourself why you got started and how you got started was it like an external voice spoke to you in the middle of the night was it like the trade gods came down and sent manna from heaven and, and said something to you like or was it just that burning desire or was it the fact that you're simply unemployable and it's like you know what i was always gonna work for myself and unemployable in the nicest sense to yourself not saying you're unemployable but saying that no matter what life threw at you you were going to uh work for yourself and i think that's that was me in a nutshell. No matter where I sort of landed, I was like, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna work for myself. I'm gonna gonna run a sick company. And and I know I can do it. So just that um that I guess self-assurance slash naivety slash like lack of understanding slash like let's just go for it. So that's a bit about how I got sort of started. So I ran Crow Electrical in Sydney from 2007 to 2020 and um and learned a lot of lessons along the way, some the hard way in terms of making mistakes and some the easy way through um you know learning from other people and i think there's there's a bit of both there's a bit of like arrogance um in myself that some mistakes i feel like i just had to make and other mistakes i felt like fire i should have listened to that person so i guess as as a coach now um oh so yeah so 2007 so 13 years we grew to a staff of sort of you know we started out obviously with me apprentice and then the company grew organically um through doing a good job i got sign writing like four or five years later my website was behind um we wore t-shirts and short shorts and, and undies at times right it was kind of like a bit of a 
really good work um, and really good work for really good people, but there was a lot of back-end stuff we could have done a lot better. And then I think you do need a combination of, of the two things. And um, yeah, so kind of like fell my way through certain times. I ended up getting business coaching at around 2014. This is from someone out of the trade industry. And looking back at that, I was like, that was great. But like what we offer as today is second to none like the knowledge of scheduling and staff and site work and workflows and uh, roughing checklists fit off checklists handover documents calculators to calculate your service rate or your call out fee or your small job travel fee or your projects or recognizing the efficiencies you can handle on projects when you're doing the big jobs like it's second to none the kind of um, industry experience and and like unique understanding and also knowledge that myself and Cam have gained over the years. So it's like, yeah, sold Crow Electrical in 2020 to my um, long, my first apprentice actually, Luke, who was an absolute gun, like the best apprentice you'll maybe, probably the best apprentice I saw. Also shout out to Mikey, um, who was an incredible apprentice too, pretty much on par with Luke. I don't know, Luke, how you feel about that, but Mikey was an absolute weapon. You know that too. And uh, anyway, so Luke ended up selling it to Luke and, um, and and he took over with his beautiful wife Courtney and um and that's sort of the story of me I came moved from Cronulla to Byron and I get asked a lot like what made me leave the the like the electrical business we relocated our family from Cronulla to um, Byron and it was one of those things I remember we were pregnant with Phoenix in like 2017 I say we were pregnant but like I was part of it I wasn't carrying him <laughs> I was I was part of the experience originally if you know what I mean um and I remember sitting in um Bangalore pub and just being like wow we're gonna move here like and Elodie was like yeah and that was it was the seed got planted in our heart that we were just meant to be in Bangalore and I had the same the same experience I had with starting a business that kind of like I'm gonna start it I had the same thing with like I'm going to sell this and, and start coaching. So it was the same sort of like almost spiritual journey, almost like external, almost like was always going to meant to do this, the, like that kind of thing. And um, yeah, so I came up here and started coaching, worked for Trading Success Academy, which I had an absolutely uh, awesome experience at. Those guys do some great work and, and learn a lot. And about a year ago, I started doing my own thing. Uh, same thing, just wanting to do, um, wanting to work, wanting to like, pretty much being unemployable, pretty much knowing that I had what it took to run a company and, and started one-on-one -on -one coaching. And now I've got like a combination of one-on-one -on -one and group coaching. So, so yeah, I've learned a lot in business, made a lot of mistakes. And would you go with me on my journey as I share with you some uh, life lessons in business?